Hey there, future friends! This week, an AI goes bye-bye, Bucky goes bonkers, and a vigilante turns detective. This is the week of March 4th, 2022, and you are listening to the Future Flicks with Billion podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. Another week, another show. I have been pretty good since my return. And you know what? I am proud of that. I am proud of me. Good job, me, for, you know, doing the thing that you do. I'm happy to report that this week we have a lot better movies than we did last week. We actually have substantially more movies in the wide releases and interesting indies than we do in the limited section. And in case you're new, let me tell you what that meant. It may be pretty obvious, but let me just let me just go over the rules here. On this show, I am Billiam, and I talk about all of the movies coming out during the week. Yes, this is a weekly show, so you don't have to go back in time and listen to all of the others. Uh, maybe if you see a review episode I did, like a ghost, like the Ghostbusters episode, or ones I did years back, sure, maybe listen to those. But this is a very up-to-date show. So if you have found me for the first time, good news, you don't have to go back and listen to the, all the other 233 episodes I have done. Though if you want to earn super fan status, you can do so, I won't stop you. But breathe easy, you can just listen to this one, and just keep tuning in moving forward. But on the show, I tell you about every movie that comes out during the week, and I break them up into two categories. The first is the limited release section. That is any movie that's not getting a wide release or going to a major streaming service and also did not catch my eye. It doesn't necessarily mean the movie's bad, but just the premise, who's in it, and the trailer all combined did nothing to wow me, so I put it in this section. What I do is I tell you the name of the movie, what it's about, who's in it, and maybe I'll give a thought or two, maybe. And the next section is the wide releases and interesting indies. That is every nationwide release, no matter how good I think it looks, every movie coming to a major streaming service. And even though I am not an Apple fanboy, I do now include Apple TV Plus in this, though nothing from them this week. In that section, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it. I do give thoughts on it, and then I give it a score, which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, or the Bill Score, which goes anywhere from a zero for those awful films to an 11 for those films that just make me so excited and happy that I love movies. I wrap it up with a pick of the week, which I go, hey friend, if you see one movie this week, make sure this is it, because this has the best shot of being entertaining or good, and then I send you along your way. This new format with the show, I try to keep it about half an hour, and even though this week we have more movies in the wide releases and interesting indies, I will try to do that still. But let us start with the limited release section in the first movie this week called After the Pandemic. This actually comes out March 1st on VOD. That's video on demand, so it comes out digitally. This follows a scenario in which the death rate for a new virus isn't 1%, but somewhere around 98%. 
Ellie leaves her neighborhood and stumbles across a new city where she meets Quinn, someone who has taken a different approach to the new world. This stars no one of note, and the trailer was so boring that I thought this woman was monologuing through it, and then it pans to the scene that the monologue is coming from, and it turns out it's two different women speaking to each other, but they're just talking like this the whole time. Wow, I can't believe that we are in this pandemic. Yes, that is terrible. How do you survive? I don't know. And I fell asleep at my desk. I'm not saying everyone has to emote to some nth degree to be interesting, but it was just boring AF. No way. Next up, we have a film called The Pink Cloud, also a March 1st release, VOD. After a toxic and mysterious pink cloud appears, Giovanna finds herself stuck in a flat with a man she just met changing her life in a way she never expected. This is a movie from Brazil, and it claims in the trailer that this movie was conceived before the pandemic, and I think that is interesting that they said that, because right now, I'm honestly not surprised we're not inundated with more pandemic movies. Because if you're even somewhat decent and trying to shelter in place, and not hating on you if you had to go to work, I did. I went to work. But if you had all that free time not going out and doing stuff, maybe you wrote a movie, maybe the pandemic gave you an idea. So I see why these people said that, but it still looks boring. Next up, we have a film called Night Ride. Not Night Rider, which would be very cool. Just Night Ride. This is a limited theatrical release. Night Ride is a real-time one-shot thriller about a dealer trying to pull off one last job in order to go straight. This stars Mo Dunford from Vikings and Joanna Ribeiro from The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Uh, this looks basic and not very interesting. I just have one more job, then I'll stop being a criminal or a drug dealer or whatever. Yeah, we've seen it before, buddy. Two more movies left, my friends, in the limited section. The next one is called The Changed. A group of ordinary people band together in a suburban home to battle imposters who have replaced their families, friends, and neighbors. This stars Claire Foley from Sinister, and Tony Todd from Candyman. Yes, I love Tony Todd, but he works so much and does so many movies that a good portion of them aren't good even with his talent, and this is one of those. Something that bothered me about it is that, is that this is one of those movies where you ask yourself when you're watching it, why are you trying so hard? Because most of the people in the world have been taken over by whatever these imposters are, and they're all surrounding your house. If you can even get out, what are you going to do? Like, come on now. And finally, in the limited section, we have a movie called Mother Schmuckers. This is a limited theatrical release. Isachar and Zabulan, two brothers in their 20s, are supremely stupid and never bored, as madness is part of their daily lives. When they lose their mother's beloved dog, they have 24 hours to find it or she will kick them out. This is a movie from France and just kind of looks like someone in France watched Dumb and Dumber and wanted to make a similar movie and just failed horribly. Well, my friends, normally in the show, this is where we would have our break in between the two sections. But since we have so many movies in the wide releases and interesting indies, I'm going to do like four of them, and then we'll take our break. So let's jump right into the next section. With a quick note, West Side Story, yes, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is coming to Disney Plus on March 2nd. So if you missed that in theaters, be sure to check it out March 2nd. 
So the first official movie in this section is called Great Freedom. This is a limited release film and one of the many limited releases in this section. It was a good week for independent movies, I have to say. Great Freedom in post-war Germany, liberation by the Allies does not mean freedom for everyone. Hans is repeatedly imprisoned under paragraph 175, which criminalizes homosexuality. Over the decades, he develops an unlikely bond with his cellmate, Victor. This is a movie from either Austria or Germany. I can't quite figure out which one, but just in that area of Europe. And I think this is a very important story to tell because we've seen so many World War II movies. So many. They're, they're everywhere and they're great. Off the top of my head, Saving Private Ryan, Hacksaw Ridge, Dunkirk, fantastic films. But this is something we never talk about, how people were treated afterwards, especially homosexuals. So not only does this movie talk about a very important topic, but it also looks good. It looks like a well-done film. Depressing as hell. Very depressing. Very sad because stuff like this really happened, but also important to watch. Great Freedom gets a 7.5 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have another foreign movie, another limited release called Huda's Salon. A woman whose visit to a hair salon turns into a nightmare when she is blackmailed by its owner. This is a movie from Egypt. And this movie kind of dives into how f***ed up things are in Egypt for women. And how it's a very male-run society and the woman has to be very submissive to her husband and also deals with the government and how just kind of archaic some of these rules are. And then also what one woman would be willing to do to save her skin. It looks very interesting. And Huda's Salon gets a 7 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have a movie called After Yang, the second to last limited release in this section. In the near future, a family reckons with questions of love, connection, and loss after their AI helper unexpectedly breaks down. This stars Colin Farrell from In Bruges, Jodie Turner-Smith from Queen and Slim, Justin H. Min from The Umbrella Academy, Haley Lou Richardson from The Edge of Seventeen, Sarita Chowdhury from And Just Like That, and Clifton Collins Jr. from Traffic. So in this film, Justin H. Min plays the AI, plays Yang, and who one day just breaks. And it's not just like, oh no, my Alexa broke. Let me just go buy another one. Like this AI was part of the family, like literally part of the family. And so while they're waiting for him to get repaired, questions come up like, oh, hey, this part of repairing might be unethical or it might be ethical for like law wise. But are you OK with it? And then how the family deals with Yang's loss. This is a very interesting sci fi idea where it could actually be a look into our future. Like one day, will we have androids? Will we have AIs that look and act like humans? And could this movie be a prequel to Blade Runner? I don't know, but it looks good. It looks really well acted. Colin Farrell, always a joy. Haley Lou Richardson doesn't get enough love. Justin H. Min, I liked him in Umbrella Academy. I just wish we saw him more. And I hate to say I'm not terribly familiar with Jodie Turner-Smith, but she looks really good in this. After Yang gets an 8 out of 11. You know, my future friends, let's just take our break right now. And normally in the show, before the break in the show is now normally where I would talk about something I recommend on streaming, but I really haven't been watching a lot of new things. So allow me just to reiterate how good Craig of the Creek is. I think I mentioned this on my first episode back after the reboot of the show. And if I didn't, I am so sorry. 
you should be watching Craig of the Creek. It's on HBO Max. It's a Cartoon Network original show. It's so good. It is so good. And it's a great show for kids. Like, I would 100% show my child this uh, when I have one. And as an adult, I can still enjoy it. It It's wonderful. It's wonderful rep for representation. And it gives me vibes of older cartoons like Kids Next Door and Recess. So if you have HBO Max, give it a shot. It's a really clever show. It makes me laugh. It's funny. It's heartwarming. It's just overall fantastic. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. We are back, my friends. We are back with a Netflix original film coming out March 2nd called Against the Ice. In 1909, two explorers fight to survive after they're left behind while on a Denmark exposition in ice-covered Greenland. This stars Nicolaj Kostner-Waldu from Game of Thrones and Joe Cole from Peaky Blinders with a small role performed by Charles Dance, also from Game of Thrones. So two Lannisters in this film. Yay! I stopped watching Game of Thrones around season four because I was really into it and then just kept getting darker and darker and just more convoluted. And I just wasn't interested in, in it anymore. But what never disappointed me with the show was the acting. And Nikolaj Kostner-Waldu is a fantastic actor. Waldau, Waldau, however you say it. Charles Dance has been a wonderful actor since long before I was born. One of the first movies I ever saw him in was Last Action Hero. That's right, he was in that with Arnold Schwarzenegger and F. Murray Abraham. But Against the Ice looks like a good film and also one that will make you feel really cold because most of it is spent in Greenland at the turn of the century. But Against the Ice looks entertaining and looks like a good movie to watch on a, you know, rainy day if it rains where you live. I live in California. We forget what rain is. But Against the Ice gets a 6.5.
out of 11. Next up, we have a documentary that I'm very, very excited for, but not the pick of the week worthy, called Surviving Paradise, A Family Tale. This is a Netflix original documentary coming out March 3rd. As the Kalahari Desert faces a worsening dry season, prides, packs, and herds of all kinds must rely on the power of family to survive. This is a documentary narrated by the very handsome Roger Jean Page from Bridgerton. And I'll be honest, I'm very disappointed he's not coming back for season two because if half of my eye candy is gone, I I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. The thing that bothers me about this is that it seems like it's going to be like a Disney documentary where it's going to be good, as in the quality of the shots and seeing the animals and everything, but they're going to try to force this narrative on it. And whether or not all of the shots are really of the same family and stuff like that, whether or not that's the case, it doesn't matter because we're still forming these stories involving the animals so it's a documentary but still a little bit fiction but i love anything with animals in it as far as documentaries go i prefer stuff from the bbc or pbs nature i think those are the best but hey i'll give this a shot too surviving paradise gets a six out of 11 next film my friends another netflix the last netflix movie of the week called the weekend away this also comes out march 3rd A weekend getaway to Croatia that goes awry when a woman is accused of killing her best friend. As she attempts to clear her name and uncover the truth, her efforts unearth a painful secret. This is based on the novel of the same name by Sarah Alderson. This stars Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl, Christina Wolfe from Batwoman, and Luke Norris from Poldark, I guess is a show. And I'll tell you what saved this movie. I'll, I'll tell you what. I like Leighton Meester. I was a big fan of Single Parents, which I thought was a woefully underappreciated sitcom on ABC. And in true network fashion, they canceled it because networks are awful. Never forget that. CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, all f***ing awful. If you find a show you like on them, on those networks, don't trust it. But anyway, Leighton Meester alone, for me, could not have saved this movie. The only thing that put it in this section is because, well, it's a Netflix movie, and I kind of have to based on my own rules. But that also has a lot going for it. Because this looks interesting enough, and if you already have Netflix, it's just something to mindlessly put on your list, and then one day you're really bored, you don't know what to watch. I haven't given you any good suggestions on the show for a while, and you're like, that Billiam guy needs to up his game because he's f***ing letting me down. And I say, sorry, my friend. I am so sorry. Hey, hey, how about that movie you put on your list uh, a while back called The Weekend Away? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'll watch that. That is what this movie is. This is a movie to put on your list and forget about. And then one day, just go, what the f*** is this? How long has this been on my list? Oh, we should watch it. And it probably won't be bad. For a basic thriller on Netflix, The Weekend Away gets a 5.5 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have a movie from the bastard stepchild of streaming services, Hulu. This film is called Fresh. The horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. This stars Daisy Edgar Jones from Normal People, Sebastian Stan from Captain America Civil War, Jojo T. Gibbs from Twenties, Andrea Bang from Kim's Convenience, and Dio Okaniyi from Queen Pins. You know what? That's it. There we go. That is something you could watch on streaming right now. Normal People is on Hulu, and it's based off a book, and it's about these two people who just 
never are in the right place at the right time for love. Like they meet in school, they kind of fall for each other, they drift apart, they come back together at around college, drift apart again, they keep drifting apart and coming together. It's an equally sad and sweet show that was very well acted. Like the acting is fantastic. It's a British show called Normal People, and you should check it out. But let's talk about Fresh. Who knew that Bucky was a cannibal? I had no idea. Yes, indeed. In this movie, Sebastian Stan plays a man who has an appetite for the flesh, for the other, other white meat. And he meets this beautiful young woman played by Daisy Edgar Jones. And I'm not sure if he wants to eat her or if he's trying to convince her to join his lifestyle. But either way, she's not having it. Or will she? Honestly, I don't know. The trailer didn't really seem to lean into the possibility of her joining him, but hey, it always is. And so many people know Sebastian Stan from either Gossip Girl or, oh, what's that other small thing he did? Oh yeah, the Marvel films. But I think we need to give him more love in other places because he is a talented actor. Just go to IMDb, look at his filmography. He has done some good stuff. So if you're a fan of dark movies, this could be up your alley. It seems like a dramedy horror where there is a little, like, slight comedic edge to it. Not like a ha-ha comedy, but kind of a sideways glance at the camera every once in a while kind of comedy, but more of a horror thriller. And since Hulu isn't so strict on their subscriptions as Netflix is, you either already have Hulu or you know someone who has it. No reason not to give this a shot one day. Fresh gets a 7 out of 11. Next up, we have the final documentary and the only movie from Amazon Prime. It's called Lucy and Desi. This film will explore the rise of comedian icon Lucille Ball, her relationship with Desi Arnaz, and how their groundbreaking sitcom I Love Lucy forever changed Hollywood, cementing her legacy long after her death in 1989. My friends, if you're anywhere near my age, if you're born in the 80s, you may have never seen a episode of I Love Lucy or Lucy and Desi or any of those shows as they aired. But if you ever watched Nick at Night as a kid, you saw I Love Lucy, I Dream of Jeannie, Bewitched, all of those great shows from that time. And I Love Lucy still holds up as a sitcom. In fact, it puts a lot of modern sitcoms to shame. But let's talk about I Love Lucy and how it still holds up, how it's still funny. So this is a look into the making of the show and how when the show is being pitched, no one wanted Desi Arnaz for it. They didn't want a Cuban. They wanted a good old white boy. And I'll tell you what, some things in Hollywood haven't changed that much. I bet you if a similar show is pitched right now, they would try to get a white guy in the main role. So not only is this documentary interesting for the sake of cinematic history, but also a look back at how things were back there and how things really haven't changed much. So I think this is going to be a great documentary to watch. You can even watch it back-to-back with Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem's Lucy and Desi movie. Why not make it a themed night? Lucy and Desi gets a 9 out of 11. All right, friends, next up, we have the last movie before the pick of the week, and it's called Asking For It. This is also the last limited release of the week. After Small Town Waitress is sexually assaulted after a date with her old friend, she befriends a mysterious stranger who introduces her to an all-female gang. 
This stars Kiersey Clemens from Hearts Beat Loud, Vanessa Hudgens from High School Musical, Alexandra Shipp from X-Men Apocalypse, Ezra Miller from Justice League, Gabori Sidibe from Precious, Rada Mitchell from Silent Hill, Luke Hemsworth from Westworld, and Casey Cott from Riverdale. So yes, a girl power movie against fighting back against those who oppress you and harm you and violate you. I think this sounds great. I mean, we have a whole movie that's basically revenge porn for someone killing a dog, and I get that. So this should be even cooler. And what's really cool about this is that all these women are fighting against Ezra Miller, who's a leader of one of those awful alpha male groups. And I really hope I don't have any of those alpha male types as a listener to the show, because I must have done something wrong. You know, the type of guy, Ezra Miller plays the type of guy where he's giving speeches on how to be an alpha male. And guess what? He's also a creep who sexually assaulted people, so they're coming for him. And I think this looks pretty cool. This looks like, like, this looks like a violent and fun action movie that also happens to be very female forward, and I like that. Movies like this are coming out more and more. Two recent off the top of my head, The 355 and Widows. Before that, we had Sucker Punch. But yes, give me a group of badass women tearing down the patriarchy, and I am there. I am there for asking for it. That gets an 8.5 out of 11. And my future friends, we know what the pick of the week is. We know it. We've been waiting for it for so long, and it's finally here. The pick of the week for the week of March 4th, 2022 is The Batman. Yes, this is the only nationwide release, and it makes sense because who would want to go up against this when the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. This stars Robert Pattinson from Tenant, Zoe Kravitz from Mad Max Fury Road, Paul Dano from Love and Mercy, Barry Keoghan from Eternals, Colin Farrell from The Lobster, Peter Sarsgaard from Green Lantern, <laughs> Andy Serkis from Black Panther, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld, and John Turturro from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I'll be honest, I, I don't know what I can say anymore about this film. We've been talking about this film since it was announced. At first, I was, I was always on board with Robert Pattinson, but the more and more I saw of him, the more and more I was happy with it. And what I'm excited for in this movie is that in an interview, Robert Pattinson said he had no idea Batman was a detective. He did not know that. He thought he was just a vigilante and that this movie was going to show more of that detective side. I am very excited for that. We have never really seen Batman as a detective. I mean, each movie he was in had a little bit. Every Batman movie's had a little bit of detective stuff, but this one hopefully will have a lot more. And which better villain from the rogues gallery of Batman villains is there for this kind of film than the Riddler? The Riddler, who is in canon smarter than Batman, but is so obsessed with proving he's smarter, always f***s up by giving too many clues and getting caught. Will this be the same type of Riddler? Who knows? At first, I was not a fan of Paul Dano's costume. I like the old one, but now I get it. From watching the trailers and just seeing the feel, the look and feel of the Batman, I get this. 
Green spandex with question marks all over it work for the comic, but for a movie like this, I get it. I do. This has a solid cast. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman? Yes, please. Colin Farrell as the Penguin? Thank you. Thank you for this. Andy Serkis as Alfred? Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon? Yes, yes, and yes. This movie has so much going for it. It would be impressive if they somehow it up. There's so much talent here that it would be a hard thing to do to f*** it up. The only reservation I have is that Matt Reeves, the director, uh, one of the writers and the full director of this movie, did the Planet of the Apes reboot. That was really, really good, but he dropped the ball so bad with War for the Planet of the Apes. But you know what? His track record is pretty good, and this Batman looks really, really good. This is the movie to see this week. There is nothing else that should be on your mind if you are a fan of comic book movies. Though, it wouldn't be a bad idea to wait a bit just because everyone will rush to the theaters the first week. I will try, I promise I will try to watch it opening weekend and do an episode review of it. And if I do a review episode, please know that the first part I'll have spoiler free and then I'll warn you and then I'll get into full-blown spoilers for the film. And fun fact, I learned apparently Ben Affleck was set to be the first director of this new Batman film. And instead of Riddler, it was going to be Deathstroke, played by Joe Manganiello. And Matt Reeves said he liked the film. He liked Ben Affleck's vision, but he opted to not use it. And he wanted to do a more noir detective-driven story, which I am in for. I am here for that. The Batman is a movie we've been waiting for, and it gets a 10 out of 11. Well, my future friends, that is it for the show. Uh, remember, I will definitely try to do a episode within the next week or two reviewing the Batman, but I'm still trying to be cautious with the theaters and COVID and everything. But you know what? Reach out to me. If you see it, tell me what you think. I'd appreciate a spoiler-free review if I haven't seen it yet. And if there's a movie I talked about this week that speaks to you, let me know. I'm always open for questions and comments. You can find me on Twitter at FutureFlixPod. Find me on Instagram at BilliamSWN. Find me on Letterboxd, BilliamSWN there as well. Email me, BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Please listen to the other great friends of the show, the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the Watch Mouth Podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Don't forget that Raz from Raz's Midnight Macabre has two episodes out on the Broad Humans podcast where he talks about true crime. The Somewhat Nerdy website should be relaunching pretty soon, and I have some blog ideas in the chamber for it, so stay tuned for that. And my future friends, no matter what your week has in store, just be sure you take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.